0: I'll do anything though. Anything that's on the menu.
1: We were the first brewery in the state of Colorado to make that style. Really? Really? Oh, real. Back in 2015.
2: All right. Well, we we got it. We got to jump right into this. These are these are crazy nuggets of information. (laughs) So, hi everybody. Welcome back to Rabbit Troop Sucks, and we are a podcast about obscure, forgotten about, and often overlooked film, cinema, and just witty banter in general. And. I didn't want to get too much into uh, side discussions because, yeah, as I was saying, there's awesome things being said. As always, I am Paul. Next to me is Mike. Hello. Next to Mike is Lamar. Hey. And for the first time today, his debut, Ryan, is joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hi. And Ryan is joining us uh, as a representative of the Fiction Beer Company and just stocked my refrigerator with a million (laughs) beers. And we're going to drink those beers, and we're going to talk about some films today. The first thing I wanted to note, because we always record weirdly really out of order, is, uh, Mike, this would be the first time we could be like, hey, thanks, Aurora. Thanks for having us at your Aurora MiniCon." Oh, Con. yeah. Yeah, thank you. That um, was uh, fun. All right. We have an episode in between, but I just definitely wanted to thank Keith from the Aurora History Museum and Aurora and the Aurora MiniCon for setting up. It was super cool. We got to give a uh, guest lecture on uh, Indiana Jones throughout time, and so nice. that was a lot of fun. Um But yeah, but now everybody, it's fall and it's Halloween weather and welcome to the first week of fall. And I am so grateful. Thank you so much, Ryan, for joining us. Um, Yeah, we reached out to Ryan. Uh, Ryan, again, is from the Fiction Beer Company. And we're hoping to work with, you know, a local company that highlights, you know, uh, the local ethos of Denver, Colorado. And some of that is drinking some awesome beer. And I was hoping Ryan would share a little bit about the company and uh, his ninth anniversary coming up uh, with the company.
1: Yeah, great. Uh, well, th- you took the thunder right out. Ninth anniversary is coming <laughs> this this uh, Saturday, September 30th. I guess you all, this will be in the past for everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah,
1: the time travel's strange that way. That's the beer uh, talking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we've been in the spot uh, right on Colfax in Pontiac, near Quebec Street, east side of town in Park Hill. Uh, kind of opened up a passion project of mine and my wife's. Uh, she's a big book dork, I'm a big beer geek, and we were looking to open up a brewery, and it ended up as we were trying to figure out who we were. Uh, she came up with the idea for Fiction Beer Company. So all of our beers are inspired by our favorite books. Um, so she does all of the being the book dork, all of the reading, the naming, the branding, the marketing of all of our beers. Uh, you know, works with label designer to get everything done. I work with the brew house and uh, recipe development, and then kind of handle some of the back end finance side of things. So. Um, but yeah, opened up there with six taps just about nine years ago. Now we've got 12. We've typically got 14 beers on tap. We do all sorts of random events throughout the months and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, always something going on. We're you know big part of the community there, and we do a lot of events for that. You know, we <clears throat> one of my favorite ones is uh, going to be after this. We'll be right around Thanksgiving. We'll have uh, pictures with Santa.
2: That's awesome. That
1: is awesome. Yeah. Uh, get families to come out with their kids. Yes. Parents get to have a break, have a beer, they get the photo done and they don't have to stand at a mall. So it works out good for everybody. Uh, but um, we've uh, been very fortunate to do well in the beer scene. We've got a number of medals, World Beer Cup, uh, Great American Beer Festival. All right. Uh, we were talking about hazy IPAs in the beginning. Uh, you know, we were one of the, we were the first brewery to launch the style by, by about a week, but <laughs> still the first brewery to launch the style here in the state. Uh, right immediately filed by uh, Odd Thirteen. Um, first brewery to win a medal for it uh, in the state as well with our New England style IPA, our Madame Psychosis awesome. In, in 2018, the first year they had a category.
3: That's definitely one of my favorites.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh,
1: that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. There's some of that upstairs. I brought those one nice. of the
2: randoms. T- hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah Ra- Ra- Ryan may may not get us all, all the way through this episode. <laughs> yeah. I took an Uber here tonight, so that, I don't... Damn right you did. Uh, well played. <laughs> yeah, before, before we all got together at some point in time, I was like, I have to work tomorrow. So, yeah, um... Yeah, Ryan, thank you so much. I want to talk about this all throughout. Yeah, the two beers we want to feature all throughout this month from Fiction are the Pumpkin and Oktoberfest. So... Yeah, think of us, think of fiction. Please stop by, and at some point in time, or throughout, I guess, as Mike asked, we're going to be taking breaks all throughout. So we'll just tell you this time. Normally I edit it out, but you're probably going to hear we're going for a break, and that really just means we're going to be going uh, skipping through the sample selection that Ryan brought.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, tell us about what we're drinking now.
2: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh,
1: so in your in your glass now is Mav, which uh, is abbreviation for the Martin Ascension vehicle. Uh, playing off of, uh, it's on the can there, but I believe we, I think it was the the Martian that we did this one. Our brewer, uh, this is one of his projects uh, that he came up with. So when our when our brewers propose a recipe and a project, we have them read the book and name the beer okay, that's and certain. work with can design and stuff like that. Oh, when right. it's something we've already done before, or if nobody really wants to claim the beer as their own, <laughs> then uh, the rest of us dive in and come up, uh, my wife and I come up with the name and the book and all that. So toss around ideas and see what sticks.
0: I got to say, I like the design on the can on uh, can now there. Cool. I love it. Kind of like
1: a mirror image sort of, sort of impression that we were given as you're, as you're looking down the, the history of a, of a Mars Oh, mission. Okay. That makes sense.
2: All and right. Has there ever been a bad recipe and someone's like, uh, what's the worst book i've ever read cuz that's this recipe. or should we not talk about that <laughs> no those, those those
1: beers don't make it to tap <laughs> yeah we send them down the drain nice there's def- definitely been beers that have gone down the drain uh if it's if i wouldn't want to drink it we we don't put it on tap <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, pretty simple that way but uh this is a great beer it's a it's a, it's a tad non-traditional for the style so a martsin You know, traditional German fest beer uh, typically brewed in the spring, March, like the last uh, brews of the season. They stock up on it. Uh, This is, you know, this is history of it. Uh, they'll, they'll age it in caves all summer long, drink it. And when it's all done, it comes out and that's Oktoberfest. Right. And they bring that beer out and that's, that's how it gets there. Oh, cool. This one's a little non-traditional cause it's a little bit higher ABV. It's 6.6. Um, and then we used a little bit of dry hops in there just to accentuate some floral notes, uh, and just add some depth to that malt character. But this is 100% a, a malt forward beer. Yeah. L- I, have, I, love a, it right I on. have
2: a super side note is it me or does Ryan's radio voice already make me feel like he's putting us to shame? He like, I did other podcasts. <laughs> he said like, right as we just gave him some headphones and I was like, maybe you did a couple. He's like, I've done 10. And then his radio voice kicked in. I was like, yeah. Oh shit. You're like, going to have to <laughs> run his channel through like a
3: filter to make him sound. Like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a high pitch, like yeah. a helium filter.
2: Yeah. I just come on here and answer questions and drink beer. If you want to phone in at any point in time, please uh, hear the voice of Ryan and he'll respond. And if you ask weird questions, he is not going to reply to you. <laughs> uh, something I want to note in this movie, uh, Maximum Overdrive from 1986, kicking off our fall and Halloween month. Clearly we're going to focus on horror films or spooky films or all sorts of things. I definitely want to note this is uh, our Emilio Estevez 3 Pete. We started off with Free Jack, and then we (sighs) went to Judgment Night, and here we are with Maximum Overdrive. And this is a movie Mike and I talked about a long time ago. Like, yeah, like, I mean, we have all sorts of, like, ideas and lists, And as soon as Ryan suggested this one, I was like, this could be just an awesome one to kick off the month. And so, Ryan, this is not like an accusatory question. (laughs) question. There we go. I just feel like I said before, unless it's Mike or I picking a movie, I'm always going to use this going forward. This is not an accusatory question. Why this film? Like, out of all the films that could be spooky, horror, sci-fi, noting that we talked like we're going to kick this off for Halloween, fall, month, uh, October. Why did this one come to your mind? It it came to my mind specifically because
1: it it just recently came to my mind. It, it came up in a conversation with my son and I. We were sitting there talking. He's getting into more. He, he's eleven you know, more scary movies, more things like. By the time I, he, I was his age, I was full on rated R every movie. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was deep into horror movies. I, everything Dark Castle was my favorite movie ever. Uh, and you know he hasn't gotten into a lot. So he's starting to get into. It. I was like, oh, how? What? What are some movies that I saw as a kid that I could ease him into and he was we were talking about movies and i used to go to blockbuster and pick it out and for whatever reason this movie came up and i was like you know that that wouldn't be that bad of a movie oh he's also a big acdc fan so we were listening we awesome. were yeah. listening to acdc and i'm like you know there used to be this movie i remember watching it maybe we should, maybe you should watch it i did not have him watch it yet <laughs> it, it it seems
2: like you're coming from uh, my father's uh, like fathering of me uh, rico and uh, fathering me <laughs> And it was very much the same. Like, I was allowed to watch rated R movies, but it's very clear like, is there a bunch of nudity in this film? Because if so, no. But if it's like Terminator, I don't give a shit. Like, if it's robots and guns and explosions, like, don't repeat these bad words, but that's fine. But it was always like, Friday the 13th. Oh, there's like campers having sex. Like, we cannot watch that. I was like, what? And it was like super bizarre at all points in time. But yeah, I watched tons of Radar movies. I saw this movie probably when I was eight years old as well. Like, this movie is crazy. Um, thank you, Emilio Estevez. I-,
1: I didn't realize until I went back and looked at the year it came out and figured, okay, a year later it was at Blockbuster. So it was 87. I mean, it had to be 88 probably when I rented it. It was still on the outside wall. So I, I, you know, I was probably like seven or eight years old.
2: So, yeah. So I, I told Ryan, uh, if you remember this from last week, I was like, I remember the movie cover, like whatever the poster is on IMDb or whatever that is. I remember the movie cover and two things. One, they always showed that green goblin face. So clearly everyone knows from Spider-Man green goblin and I was a kid and my brother's a handful of years older than me and I always thought there was some kind of weird Spider-Man affiliation and my brother's like there is not I was like but it is the Green Goblin <laughs> Paul you're like, not
0: alone no I, I, I know yeah I, I'll back you up on I that. think they got me they got um, me too one I think they did it on, on IMDB
2: there's a weird huge trivia piece about yeah. like this guy restoring this and clearly it was written by the guy because it's like it then went to st- like Steven's garage where he's been waxing it for three years, but then took it out of the tarp. And I was like, what? Like, it's very narrated. It's very bizarre. But the second <laughs> thing is I thought the truck with the green goblin because of the cover, I always thought it was a roller coaster and that even intrigued me more. <laughs> right. It was like Spider-Man roller coasters. And my brother was like, it is not any of these things. But then I eventually was able to rent it. I think I was staying with my uh, aunt and uncle and there was the policy, like if you're staying over, like you could rent whatever. I was like that that movie at blockbuster I have have yeah i was like whoa we don't have a uh, restriction policy i was like i want to watch that movie and that was the first time i watched uh maximum overdrive you chose well Wait. I, and i remember that cover on the it had like the little the little sticker on the side where it's like soundtrack by acdc nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, i'm just gonna jump right into the summary which is yeah. uh i think one sentence A group of people (laughs) try to survive when machines start to come alive and become homicidal. Uh, Maximum Overdrive, 1986. This is written by Stephen King. The short was Trucks, and this is his only film that he's directed. And I saw in the trivia it said... A lot of people ask Stephen King, uh, why won't you direct another film since Maximum Overdrive? And he said, why don't you first walk to Maximum <laughs> there Overdrive? There we go. <laughs>
0: Thank you.
2: And I also saw that there's a lot of rumors that this was in parts ghost directed by George Romero. Um, I guess he was on set a okay, lot of this. I buy that. Well, Stephen King, I guess, was coked out mm. all throughout this movie and George Romero was on set. And he, so there is like the acknowledgement of he kept asking George Romero's advice and I guess a lot of diehard George Romero fans were like there's a lot of like on point direction that is the same in other George Romero films, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you can make
0: that connection and probably finger it.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I, I got to throw this out. Um, I mean, Ryan, I have to assume you're on this podcast. You have to, in somewhere in your heart, love The Simpsons.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely.
2: So <laughs> I, I was oh, thoroughly man. impressed by the cast list when I reviewed it again. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Lamar is the biggest Simpsons fan I've ever known. Uh, we have watched The Simpsons together for years. Um, uh, I, Lamar, Simpsons? I'm
0: surprised that they really put her this high in the casting list.
2: Uh, <laughs> Uh,
0: looking at her uh, profile Yardley? on Yardley Smith, yeah, um, she's like third listed in the cast, and she's barely in it. I want to say she doesn't play a pivotal part, and you can already tell that. She screams a lot. She does complain yeah, you yeah. can already tell that it's coming. I think the Simpsons <laughs> was '87, and this was '86, so this might have been a year before or the during Simpsons the a, first. Simpsons '89. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, '89. Um, when did? She do Tracy Ullman work.
2: Oh, that, that so that, that well, could be tough.
0: Totally I don't know. Boring. Well, yeah, you can already tell that the annoyance was yep. there and it's going to come. <laughs> she so, uses a very odd uh, Southern accent in this oh, movie yeah, too. No, right. that's it, it really blends in kind of odd, but... Um, as a Simpsons fan, I just noted that. So at one point in this movie,
3: someone says, eat my shorts. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Was that the the genesis of that? Did she bring that. that back with her and was like, guys, we got to use this? Uh,
2: <laughs> I saw on IMDb, someone also called out, Amelia Estevez says, eat my shorts in The Breakfast Club as well. So there's yeah. a whole right. eat okay. my shorts. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> like, tra- yeah. It's like seven through 70- the mid-80s. Yeah, wow. Eighties. Three degrees of eat my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get a lot of weird people, a lot of weird names, and a lot of weird situations in this movie. And I don't know how everyone's going to feel, so I hope I could defend Ryan right off the bat. This movie is a disaster that I love and I have seen numerous times. And even when Ryan suggested this, I was like, maybe this or another movie. And I even wrote Ryan, I was like, but I now want to watch Maximum Overdrive. And the next morning I texted Mike, I was like, Maximum Overdrive. Um, And then I waited until this week to see it, which was... um, everything I remembered and more and less in ways, but more in ways. <laughs> so I watched it last night. I was doing some work at the brewery and I was like, yeah, I'll just
1: throw it on the TV. Nice. And I
2: threw it on the TV and pulled the
1: couch around, just sat there and it was great. Uh, uh, my memory of the movie is about 10% of what the actual movie is. Yes, yes Ryan, yeah, that that's the right. magic
2: of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And it mostly yeah. was the blood. <laughs> Stephen King cocaine all of us with his cocaine direction. <laughs> that that Yes, even looking back, I was like, but this movie has a lot of amazing things. And then other moments, I'm like, what the hell <laughs> was anyone thinking? Yeah. And so much of this does not make sense. How about this, Ryan? This could be a fun game. Do you th- do you think anyone working at the brewery is going to listen to this podcast at some point in time?
1: I have one employee who I can almost guarantee will be listening That's to. That's excellent.
2: I I am hoping even though that might not make sense to us going forward, but I'm hoping Ryan could be like as we go through this movie, this is who my employee Deek is and this is this is who Bubba is. Like I I want correlations to who in Ryan's inner circle is who in this movie. Oh, man, that's going to walk a fine line. Who's Wanda Mm -hmm. Jun? Who's Brett? Who's the Bible salesman? <laughs>
0: you have to be careful who you label who because a lot of these people get off immediately. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, so, some people might appreciate that. that yeah, I, was true. The, I was the first to go.
0: Get put out of your misery.
2: Later, I would be, you know, questionable if I was just sitting at the diner and a machine gun mode being down. I'd yeah. be a little pissed off about that. I made it this far. I know that. That was my thought. I was like, man, you made it tonight. You're just like eating a burger and you're shot in the head. Like, damn. Well, let's, let's jump into all of this. Um, we get this opening sequence, that Earth, June 19th, 1987. Uh, our Earth is in the tail end of, what was it, like Ray 8? Uh, yeah, some some comet. A comet passing by, and it's going to be, we're going to be in, like, the spreading end of that comet, the diffuse of that comet For eight days, five hours, 29 minutes, and 23 seconds. And I was like, damn, like, whoever noted the seconds on that, like, just note, by the time someone calculated that, at least 80% of the world's population is dead. But (laughs) someone was able to be like, let me tell you how many seconds it actually took for that comment to go around. So, I don't know. Maybe uh, people should have been noting some other things. I will get to... It it was very specific. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to also note this, kind of a small spoiler... There is a very big note about an alien presence at the end of this movie <laughs> that is never brought up now. Throughout the body of the film, or really the conclusion, until there's some words. So keep in mind, like as we're discussing this, read or reading this, reading through my notes and watching this, uh, I was like, oh, what's going on? How are these machines alive? Um, apparently, aliens, but only in an afterthought.
0: son of a bitch. (laughs) Well, I didn't know. I just shut my brain off for that. I it
2: was
3: like someone asked Stephen King when they were done with the movie, like how did they come to life? He's like, Oh fuck. Um,
2: Aliens.
0: Oh, I didn't get to that part. I just fucked off. And, <laughs> and-
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's the opening and an uncredited uh, cameo from Stephen King yeah. himself. He is the
3: first person you see in this movie.
2: <laughs> which is super weird. He's uncredited, but yeah, Mike's totally right. It's the first person you see hanging out at a first bank. You see an FU digital banner scrolling through and you're like, what's going on? Some dude in some weird white hat, like he's going to play bingo, rolls up to an ATM machine. And it was like, you're an asshole. Yeah. Is, uh, spread it out. And he's like, honey, get over here. Like, yeah, he like, calls to his wife. <laughs> yeah. Like, Call me an asshole. Yeah. And then, boom, right into ACDC, Who Made Who. Oh, yes. ACDC does the entirety of the soundtrack. Ryan, I have to assume with what you've told us, you're an ACDC fan. And uh, I'm, I'm a listener. Yes. Hells, yes. <laughs> and Hells Bells. And, we'll and have again. been since about
0: second grade. <laughs> yes. Very nice. Time. <laughs> very nice.
2: ACDC is, for me, I don't know how all of you guys are going to feel, is a lot of fun in this film. As mm-hmm. someone who plays guitar, it is very clear. Some of the score, and I mean this very complimentary, some of the score is kind of the band just like riffing out. Yep. Like, just like, where's like, play a couple jam rocks, but they're so proficient in doing it. Like it comes off as a score. It's kind of fantastic because I was um, trying to Shazam some of the songs. I'm like, I don't know this song. It is clearly part of the score, which is just an instrumental. And I'm like, if this is just your random day of recording instrumentals, that's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. So
0: um, we mentioned Stephen King directed and wrote this. Is he a AC/DC fan? I'm assuming, and I don't know how much of the casting he did for well, his own movie. Well,
2: friend, the trivia on IMDb <laughs> yeah? is okay. He approached AC/DC, mm-hmm. said, "I'm a huge fan," and they're like, "Oh yeah!" And they made him sing a full song. Oh, wow! And he sang a song to them, and they said, "If anyone is a big fan like that, we're we'll totally do the film for you." <laughs> That's awesome. They joined up, and he said. I want you to be in the film, and they declined it. Uh, <laughs> so they're like, "We are not actors, and they are not in the film." But he asked them to be in the film. I wanted to know if it was actually their van in the beginning on the Ooh. bridge. Mm, yeah, in the it van, to
0: look... ACDC on the yeah, side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it looked kind be. of cheap though, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's good trivia if it is. Maybe they a little homage it's to great ACDC. Story,
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we get to, uh, and just know, there'll be many ACDC comments I have all throughout this, (laughs) but we get to uh, the Dixie Boy truck stop. I can't, we're in North Carolina. This is where it's all taking place. The other piece of trivia I read was, and this is actually kind of funny, is they built the Dixie Boy truck stop in North Carolina, and it looks like a truck stop. I guess it's convincing enough that truckers were stopping there. (sighs) And they actually had to put an ad out in a newspaper highlighting this is a set prop for a Hollywood movie. Like, please don't come Right here. On. Please do not actually come for gas. <laughs> Unless you're ACDC. <laughs> in an <in> ACDC truck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, basically, we get this green cloud and it's making everything go haywire in what we are seeing, you know, America and clearly more North Carolina we get to see this truck stop uh we get to see a little bit of that but then we're seeing like near in the off in the distance there's some automated bridge that just starts activating itself and going up um why didn't people drive away at any point in time like mean, i understand maybe if you're at the very end like the closest to the gap lifting this could be a problem but uh, there's at least 20 cars that had 10 minutes of time to get that out of there. Am I wrong with it? No, I also have notes about a, a, a lot, a lot of watermelons falling out of the car. <laughs> yeah, that, there was a lot of
0: watermelons on that truck.
2: Uh, uh, why were there so many watermelons?
0: I have no idea. Uh, at why. the beginning, I was
1: wondering if it should have been horror comedy because that first scene <laughs> yeah. just seemed complete comedy. Well, The, the way yeah. the watermelons fell onto the glass, where you've got the gore of somebody who had been <laughs> crashed into, and then a watermelon just exploded.
0: I like how the glass exploded like sugar glass. Right, just car windows just don't. It's cinema, I know, but. The whole scene was as wacky. All no, the water, yeah. the, so many watermelons. Yeah, it <laughs> so one didn't watermelon truck, and they're I, everywhere.
2: I don't have it in all my notes, but didn't it also start off like some dude on a motorcycle, like just couldn't manage? I'm like, oh, he and he went flying right. so fast. Right. I, was, I was like, that guy had the biggest opportunity to go backwards, but yeah, he was, you know, flung off that thing and his bike. Yeah, super bizarre. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and i think it was the the
1: it was a van or a truck or something that was in the middle as it went up and as they just kept going all
2: of a sudden, it kind of crack and,
1: and the axle just falls off. <laughs> I wrote, right, I wrote that. Wheels are falling
2: off. That is my right and I was like, I don't know why that's happening. <laughs> like, man, that thing was in bad shape before it got on that bridge. <laughs> yeah, lots of notes of wheels are falling off, dude through a window, more watermelons, watermelon truck flips over. <laughs> There's
0: one odd scene where there was a motorcycle, with the motorcycle fell off the bridge, but the way it was filmed, the motorcycle went up the bridge, and it looked like he <laughs> fell up and over. I know exactly the, what you noticed. Yeah, Yeah, you yeah, yeah. noticed Absolutely. that. I'm glad I wasn't It was like the front,
1: the leading edge yeah. of the bridge mm-hmm. as it was going up is where he fell, but.
2: <laughs> it's like, whatever. That, yeah, why not? And, and if anyone's doubting the direction, now we have a hard cut to just Emilio Estevez, who's Bill Robinson, <laughs> cooking, yeah, doing making, nothing. Making some eggs. And then we get another cut right to a game room. I like the game room, and I like the guy in the game room. you like that guy in the game room? I really like that guy in the game yeah, room. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, that guy would have done exactly what I've done, would have done in like five minutes when things start going steal for Steal cigarettes and scream, <laughs> yes. yo mama. Well, that, I, that's, I, that's I, just,
0: I just want to give a shout out. Um, that guy, for all of you, Better Call Saul and Breaking oh, Bad, yeah. as, as Giancarlo has been seen. Oh, really? That's, I that's, that's
1: what I was saying. The cast list in this thing is amazing. Oh, I, right. I saw that. I was like, oh my God. I went back and watched that this. I was crazy. Again. I saw that. <laughs> like, His wow. one line amazed me. He's like, Yo, mama.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo,
2: mama. That was nice.
0: Yeah. I yeah. love that guy, too.
2: That guy's yelling, Yo, mama. And then all of a sudden, because now we understand that all machinery, except if you're driving it, if you're a character in this movie and you're using machinery, this does not work uh, in, in, in reality. <laughs> but all machines are now possessed. Uh, we later learn, maybe by aliens. That might be questionable. But yeah, this guy in the game room is there and there's all these video games and, you know, like soda machine and a cigarette machine and like a vending machine and they all start dispensing everything. And that dude just loads up. <laughs> I, yeah, because like, would I be that guy? I could already tell that Ryan is thinking exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> I watched that movie when I was like eight years old. Like this was my dream. Like, I didn't care about cigarettes, but yeah. if someone's like, there's like, a thousand dollars and quarters and all the candy bars you want i'd be like dude sign me up <laughs> yeah i'm like are you kidding me um yeah that was awesome this is uh, he's gonna get his comeuppance uh pretty soon so don't trust those machines at any point in time then we get duncan who later it takes all of my life to learn his son is named deke and he is on the <laughs> baseball team
3: yeah that took me a second well yeah. i
2: knew It's his son, and I knew where this kid is, but I don't think I knew his name was Deke until, honest to God, an hour and ten minutes in this movie. That sounds about right. But Duncan, the father of this kid that we'll eventually meet, is also working at the Dixie Boy, and he's filling up some trucks, and he's all happy, and we're going to get the most iconic truck there is, and it's the Happy Toys truck that has this, it's a huge, you know, uh, Mack truck, and it's got the Green Goblin face up front, and it's filling up some diesel and Duncan's like, oh, man, like the diesel machines, uh, the pump is broken. So what What do you guys do when the pump's broke?
3: You look right into it.
2: And keep pumping, right? <laughs> yeah, naturally. Natural. You keep squeezing
3: on a handle and just looking right into it.
2: How, I, I don't know, like, the chemistry in this. How Did, much damage would diesel do to your eye like this? Not that much. I okay. mean... Do you, maybe you'd go blind? I mean, it would oh, be a wow. bummer. So I, but it
1: didn't It it, it did look like just diesel. It, yeah, looked, it looked like, black it looked like crude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: there was something else in there. <laughs> yeah, like, I, it was I, really dirty gas. I used <laughs> to be a mechanic, and I got gas in my eyes a lot. Um,
0: I never went blind. There you go. Yeah. See? Oh, did you spill? Spray it directly into your retina. Yeah, just spray right, it right yeah. in there. I mean, oh, every the day. Weight, yeah. I did. That's how you test it to make that's sure it's That's how you show customers yeah, it's it.
3: safe. Yeah. Better, like, <laughs> <laughs> Here,
1: here's your inflation check. 15 gallons of diesel for $9. Oh, wow. when they were filling up Jeez. those trucks, that was a bummer. Like, <laughs> $27. Right. Like
3: That's oh, like 150 man. gallons. Like, oh, my God. It cost wow. me three times more than that to fill up my car. Nice.
0: <laughs>
2: Wow. Uh, Emilio, we get to meet his boss, uh, Bubba Hendershot. Yeah, what a That's, dick. This, <laughs> yeah, this guy sucks. This guy's fun. So we learn <laughs> through a series of events that most everyone working at the Dixie Boy is on parole or has problems with the law. Emilio Estevez is no difference. So there's a little policy that Bubba's got, and it's you work extra hours, but you don't clock in for those. So it was noted that you're going to work nine, but clock in for eight Honestly, I didn't think that was the biggest thing. I was like, really? Just one hour? I I would have been pissed, too. Like, don't get me wrong. But I'm, like, I'm like, one hour? I thought this was like, you're going to work 10 more hours. You're working another shift. That I was like, one hour?
0: Wage theft is wage theft. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it's Bubba.
1: I mean,
0: you <laughs> get, I, when you go
1: deep, you go deep. He plays the same character in every movie. Yes. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. always got the cigar yeah. hanging That's out. That's true, yes. Yeah, he's always... Pat yeah. Engel. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah.
3: Didn't he call other people Bubba? Yes, which was very confusing. So when he re- was he just referring to himself Listen, as Bubba Paul. in a person, <laughs> yeah. like L- as a nickname. Listen, Paul, when you're on this podcast, Paul,
2: <laughs> you you it, pull it up. Well, because he kept calling uh, Emilio Bubba. I'm like, you are correct. Na- is his yep. name Bubba too? Yeah. I thought the first time he called Emilio as Bubba, I thought that was his nickname. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I do agree with Mike that this is like the Seinfeld episode, like. Jimmy is a little sweet (laughs) on you. Like, uh, who's Jimmy? Jimmy really likes you. Yeah, he's talking about himself in the third person the whole time. It's super confusing. Um, But he is insane. So Mm -hmm. I guess we could write that off. And then we just get another cut. Like, machinery just immediately starts going bonkers. This is actually one of the reasons I really do like this movie. Even though it's put together like a weird puzzle piece that never should have really fit. It is a lot of fun and immediately doesn't dick around with stuff. It's like, hey, when that comet passes, well, shit goes weird. And I, I do like that. So we get Waitress Wanda June just immediately hacked up in the arm with an electric uh, like carving. carving knife. Yeah. yeah. What? What's up with that? Well, yeah, what are they cutting with that? I don't know, like yeah, roast, roast beef. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I mean, I, be, I believe it. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> with the uh, with the full on uh, psycho
2: noise sounds, <laughs> oh, oh, and there is a ton of blood. And what's funny is there's just a bunch of dudes watching this happen. They're like, "Uh, is she huh. okay?" I'm like, <laughs> and so at first, like, I kind of understand, like, you might not see, it, but if you then it pans to the floor, and there is, and. A lot of an alarming well, amount of blood. And like, one
3: of those guys is just kind of clowning on her yeah. while it's happening. What did he say? I don't like, remember
0: what he said. He was like <laughs> Did it get a little jumpy on you, honey? Yeah, or some, something some like that? that. Yeah, I can't remember, yeah, but like, I was like, like, okay, buddy. like electric knives. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's bleeding out. What the- <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah.
2: I bet one of those guys would have traded tip for just like bandaging bandaging her up. Take that. <laughs> the <tip. laughs> just the tip. <laughs> that's the tip I wanted you to no. know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and
3: then Emilio smashes the the shit out of it
1: of course he's got to come in and be the hero
3: well How? yeah obviously and like all of the patrons are just kind of watching they're like oh look at him go it's still somebody going. should do something yeah.
1: about this
2: <laughs> for a moment I was trying to read my notes I was like someone's hypnotized it is true It's we're back in the oh, arcade yeah. game room and the guy is hypnotized by oh, a bunch yeah. of like psychic symbols and then he is electrocuted. Oh yeah. poor yeah. guy. Yeah, he had all the cigarettes. He had all the change. I mean yeah. he had it all. He just had to get the hell out of there. Yeah. <laughs> poor guy. He liked it in there. Then we get another cut. This movie's super weird. I have, you know, extra notes. I and I always have more notes than I know any of you guys because I know I do more summarizing. But for this movie it is just like side story side story side story <laughs> side story so I'm, like, I'm taking all these notes because there's all these characters and it's basically like everyone's meeting up at the Dixie Boy and I'm like it's the center of the universe yeah <laughs> and I'm like I, I was like I don't want to forget anyone in this so we get another hard cut and it's in town and there's a kids little league baseball game going on and you know uh, <laughs> the one team wins and I sent Mike the photo I, I'll send this to you as well Ryan. Uh, We often go like, what photos should we use uh, when we release the film? I I did advocate to Mike, uh, which is also a funny picture that we use one with Emilio Estevez because it's his third movie. But this here I have that the coach goes over after the kids win the game. He's like, soda party. (laughs) And I have it where uh, he puts in some money and he's not getting a soda and he stands back. And all of a sudden, the soda machine just starts pummeling sodas right into his nuts. Um, and I, ha- I have a, a freeze frame picture of the first impact of <laughs> flying soda to testicles. Um, I feel really bad for this guy because he's just trying to buy some kids some sodas. Then right and we're laughing at him getting his <laughs> yes. getting his
3: dick hit by a soda can yeah, the until laf- the next those faces one <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the laughter ends
2: when the soda can next gets lodged into his skull for a little bit and the dude is still like sort of alive and bleeding out and looking at who we later learn is Deke, uh, Duncan's son and what's nuts this movie does not pull punches then a steamroller comes in and just oh, starts comment. running over children. Yeah. Um, did, did you read the trivia about this? That, the, that Stephen King and his bag of blood. His bag of blood. Yes, yeah.
3: yeah, so he, he. So he he wanted to have the steamroller run over a bag of blood so that it would pop and like you'd see the stripe on the the you know, whatever the wheel the cylinder, but it didn't. Work right, and it just exploded, which he thought was better. But that, wow. but the, but the yeah. like, I guess the ratings bar was like, no, mm. <laughs> you wow. can't have a
2: child's head exploding. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> I, I would have loved to been in the censor like judgment quarters for that. Like, right, let's watch this scene where a steamroller mows down a bunch of children. But you know that bag of blood? That's that's to too life. much. Yeah, like I didn't sign up for this. Like my God, my kids will eventually. Me, Ryan's kid is gonna watch this. Film. Yeah. If the steamroller didn't get him, the soda
3: cans did. Because I feel like the soda took out a lot of those kids.
2: This this brings me back to Ryan and his wife. I mean, it took out, like, the whole field. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I was oh, yeah. oh, yeah. every it was which a way. whole team. Except for Dean. <laughs> yeah.
3: Deke's, Deke's well, Deke, golden boy. He's wily enough. Yeah, he, what did he have, like, an umbrella or, like, a tray or something? Oh, yeah. He was, like, shielding himself. With? And oh, then yeah. got
2: on his magic bike and rode off. Yeah, he fucking got out of there. This brings me back to Ryan and his wife. Ryan, you said your wife named all, like, a lot of the beers. Yep. Um... Did you tell your wife you were watching this film with us? <laughs> and has she seen it, slash, what is her reaction to this film? No. No, I told her I was watching it. Yes. Yeah, she was like, What movie are watching?
1: And so I explained it to her. She's like, Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, I'll be I, no, she would though. never watch it.
2: If I sat her down to watch this movie within 10 minutes, she would have gotten up and been like, Nope.
1: All
0: right. <laughs>
2: Does she not agree that I would assume the short story Trucks is a literary masterpiece? (laughs) (laughs) I might suggest it to her for a book club. (laughs) We do that. We do a little back-to-back lawnmower, man. Let's get all the Stephen King shorts. shorts. Yeah, yeah, put it all in. And by the end of the night, I will never want to read or see.
0: <laughs> That's your ending Stephen King, Corolla.
2: Well, normally I said I'm going to edit this out. I'm going to be super direct. You know, Ryan brought us a ton of beer from Fiction Beer Company. So we're going to take a quick pause. We're going to refill some beers. We're going to come back and tell you what that beer is. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tell you how Deke fares as he takes a little stroll with his bicycle and fends off sprinklers and lawnmowers. hmm <laughs> As promised, we came back, and as normal, I would have edited this out, but we're just going to straight up tell you, and we refresh some beer. Ryan, can you tell us about this beer? Uh, yeah, this is Sweet Sedition of Magic.
1: This is our uh, 2023 offering for a pumpkin-style beer. It's a <clears throat> brown ale that we brewed uh, with pumpkin juice and then added you know your traditional pumpkin spices, cinnamon, clove, Uh, A little bit of nutmeg, allspice, that sort of thing. Uh, We use whole spices that we steep actually in the beer um, and then pull them out when the flavor is just about right. right. I was mentioning just uh, as we were offline there, this is actually one of the first normal, I'll I'll say normal with air quotes, pumpkin beers we've done. Uh, we, We have a history of doing off-the-wall pumpkin beer sour beers and slush beers and stouts and all these other weird things so this is it's it's a nice twist it's very well balanced nice uh really get all the brown ale in the aroma real chocolatey a little little bit uh super malty but then you get a little bit of sweetness from the pumpkin and the spices and it just goes down real smooth yeah this is good
2: yeah this beer is awesome um this is super weird and this is for all of you listeners out there I do not know how to describe this. And I think Mike and I have had this conversation numerous times. This beer definitely reminds me. And I mean, this so complimentary of just Colorado. (laughs) There's like something about this beer and fall and the air kind of combining. And I know that sounds like bullshit. Like, like, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like someone's going to be like, Oh, whatever. Like who doesn't hear this? Like Mm -hmm. everyone has this, like there is totally something about that. And it's awesome. Yeah. This like totally reminds me. A fall, and this is why we're we're noting these two beers specifically: the pumpkin and the Oktoberfest. This is awesome. Thanks again, Ryan. This is so good. Yeah, thanks yeah, for dude. thanks for enjoying the beers with me. Get to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Well, we get to talk about some extra fun here in a second <laughs> because now that uh, all the kids outside of Deke have been steamrolled and Deke just uh, BMX bandits himself away, we get to meet a crazy couple, and I'm gonna throw this out. One of the members of this couple, I think, is my favorite member of this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree. You're know, the husband, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's gotta be the husband. So we yeah. get
2: Curtis and Connie, and they are just married. Oh no, no, no! Wait, wait! Sorry, wait. Do they have? Do they not come yet? Do we get Brett, no, no, and the that, salesman? No, well, no, no. We're, we were back right. with the uh, Deke and the and the sprinklers. Yes, but he escapes. And then is the first couple? Sorry, I think yeah. I'm jumping the gun. No, no, no it's, that's it's right.
3: The hitchhiker's next, I think. Yeah, yeah, so I'm
2: jumping the gun. Sorry. So we get the hitchhiker. We get an unnamed male who is a Bible salesman, and we get Brett, who is a hitchhiker. Um, for me, Brett is the biggest afterthought of this movie. Just so Amelia Estevez could have sex with someone. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. It's a roller coaster of events too. This whole relationship, not Brett and this. Bible salesman, but <laughs> this dude's a huge piece of shit. Um, I, at first, before I knew all their names, I wrote Hitchhiker and Hansie. Because uh, this guy's like feeling up her leg and saying like really weird shit oh, to her. Man.
0: He's really deep in there, too. Yeah, this, yeah. Guy, this guy's a total <laughs>
2: piece of garbage. And he just uh, fell. Yeah. And Brett calls him out every which way. Like some of my, how about this? Some of my favorite interactions in this movie is Brett telling this guy he's a human piece of shit. And, and to eat her shorts. And, yeah, to quote, to quote <laughs> Bart Simpson, eat, eat my shorts. Bart Simpson was quoting Brett. That's that, 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 that's true. Um, yeah, you, know,
1: you know who else thought that this guy was a piece of shit? All the machines mm-hmm, seems mm-hmm. Yeah. They were, like, wow. specifically yeah, right. gunning for him. they, yeah, were, they knew.
2: Yeah. They knew this guy was garbage. They're like, even on Earth, you're terrible, <laughs> <laughs> Like, we'll, well, we need other people to be enslaved, but not you, dude. <laughs> not you at all. So, yeah, at some point in time, I don't know. So, like that, eat my shorts. Yeah, I, I just kind of noticed a couple side things. The Green Goblin toys truck is still running. Um and he we get to the Dixie boy and he's saying weird shit to her and he she actually saves his life. She pulls him over and the truck goes, you know, running. Now, sorry, now we get to a new couple, and I, I forgot there was two couples uh arriving. I remember Brett, but uh spoiler, the Bible salesman isn't gonna be around too much longer. But we get the just married couple, and that's Lisa Simpson, and we get uh who's Connie? <laughs> And she is married to Curtis, and Mike. On a scale of nine to ten, how awful is uh, Yurnie Smith's complaining and yelling throughout this movie? And <laughs> my scale is nine to ten. It's pretty next level. It's, yeah. a, it's a solid nine. There's just one point that she's
3: just screaming and she's like, "Ah!" She is. Ah. If she is on screen, she is screaming. She's fun. (laughs) She's uh,
0: (laughs) fun and annoying.
3: I I honestly didn't mind her. Maybe because I just, I like her voice because it makes me nostalgic.
2: I minded her when they were driving, when they get to the Dixie boy and I'm jumping ahead, like they'll eventually get there. As Ryan noted, it's like the one place on earth everyone meets. Um, Yeah. Yeah. She, with Curtis right here, is just yelling constantly. It's really bad. Yeah. Um,
0: Most of the yelling is just that her at her husband and his, quote-unquote, incompetence, even though he's... Or awesomeness. Just, this yeah, guy doesn't he's, look he's, a shit. He's not he, doing he anything. She's wrong. just <laughs> being annoying for no reason. And The only person to yell at is him, and the only person to talk to is nobody. They're, they're starting off well with that new marriage. Yeah, they yeah. are. No. <laughs> they still Maybe have yeah. the just married sign on the back. And I it, see this lasting. It's terrible.
2: If this was a different movie and in a weird way, this would have been the couple opening up the movie. This would have been the Yes. Like a just uh-huh. married couple, they're unnamed, like, I love you, honey. And then they get to this gas station and like the gas attendants all bloodied up and they're like, What the hell's going on? And then for whatever reason the husband's now taunting a truck. Um, and then the truck tries to run him down, and then they get in the car, and it still tries to run him down. Uh, we'll get some back and forth scenes where they're just driving, and then trucks are like gunning for them, which well, is like, kind of fantastic. She's yelling at him and telling him what a dick he is and how to get away from the truck.
3: His driving is kind of next level. It is. And he like fakes the tow truck out and driving off a cliff.
1: Oh, that was masterful the yeah, way he so, crashed. Yeah,
3: it was so dope. Like, you're going to
2: bitch about this, Yardley? Come on.
1: Give yeah. this guy some... Oh, I never got her name. He's the only, one, in he's this the only one taking out trucks at this point.
2: Right. I feel so. Emilio Estevez is our, in theory, lead in this movie and is noted. Um, And I will say this again. I'm jumping ahead of time. Brett calls him a hero numerous times. I would actually <laughs> do nothing. Note, well, I'd actually note Curtis is the biggest hero all throughout this film anytime someone needs assistance or their life is in peril, he immediately yeah. says, he we need in to help like, him. yeah, he's mm-hmm. always for,
3: yeah, I mean, all Emilio does is like begrudgingly go along with Curtis. And, and, and Connie's right there. <laughs>
2: Kurt. Yeah. And please note, we're, this is a group of gentlemen who love women. We're just highlighting this specific woman. <laughs> is terrible. Gosh. This isn't like a woman's overreacting. It's just literally for 10 minutes as an audience member, we get to hear someone yelling. Um, well, and
3: th- I mean, this movie, maybe this is a, a Stephen King issue. It, this isn't... There's not a lot of strong female characters. I was characters just about to say,
0: all these women are overdrive. terrible yeah. in this movie. All of them. Yeah. What are you
2: talking about? I got to see Wanda June overcome a... Um, Electric knife. Yeah, a carver. Yeah. I um, get to see brett brett if she brett, <laughs> do stuff Bre- if
3: brett wasn't Ooh. in the movie nothing would have changed yes like, it would have <laughs> emilio that's, estevez that's wouldn't have had sex yeah so he times. we would have seen emilio estevez just like jerking it <laughs> or in his at car. all <laughs> there's no
0: reason for him to be in this movie without <laughs> yeah, right. Brett at all he doesn't
3: do fucking anything no. he, he would have been, been a lot been angrier cooking, ran off which was his job right, that he was that. not
2: getting paid for yeah, he true. makes the eggs
3: bubba fires them and that's that's
2: it he makes the eggs, he clocks out, and then makes more eggs, and then he goes to bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Does he live there? Do I, they all live there? No. I think Bubba was pretty cool Probably because well, they
3: have that room with all the porn on the wall that they keep cutting back to. Yeah, that <laughs> like, was weird. I think everyone just lives in that porn room. Yeah, that was that was super weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, like this wow. might have been when I was a kid and I saw this. This might have been like the first vagina I saw on the wall. Of this it was really a lot of NBDL yeah Truxton vagina.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <truck stop laughs> vagina is the best. It wasn't <laughs> just R- 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 one. Ryan, pic- that, was,
2: that was a tagline to this movie.
0: <laughs> it wasn't just one picture. It was a collage of maybe collage, seventy yeah. pictures on one wall of all hairy seventies beef. Oh yeah, all up there. A lot of, a lot of hairy seventies beef.
2: S- so before we get to another hard cut, we. Then get you know as noted, <laughs> Brett saves the Bible salesman and just immediately starts flirting with Emilio Estevez. Like they don't know. Each- I-, I thought they knew each other. Like upon their fir- like the first couple sentences, I was like, you don't know each other. Like oh my god, you're one step away from having sex, and they do. Yeah. Uh, in a couple moments, I mean, give it time. Let yeah. the let the relationship grow. We she all has to get changed first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> freshen up from the Bible salesman she does say she stinks of that guy later on and wants his death stink off of him. Um, also Emilio Esvez is, uh, investigating the green goblin car and finds a little Jack in the box green goblin. Why the hell was that? Even?
0: I, know, I know. I know it's a toy car, but I'm like
2: that. That was just, that was just weird. Then we get back to Deke, still riding around. That's why I have all these notes because it's really just like this group, this group, this mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. Then my notes are like way more evened out when everyone's together because I'm like, thank God. Um, I was really struggling to just find everyone's name. Again, I didn't go back or I have to go back and write Deke's name, but he is now battling sprinklers. I was like, uh, are yeah, you kidding me? But but that was pretty low-key. As noted, you know, everyone was <laughs> mulled over by a, a steamroller. But, yeah. so. I
1: loved as they were panning around this neighborhood he's riding through. Everybody's dead. Yeah, and There's no machines anywhere nearby until they come to the lawnmower eventually, but... There's like a lady in a bush over here, and she's right. just bloody on the feet, but no machines anywhere is nearby. So I, I want to know how all these people died. Yeah. Yeah. It's a
3: good question. I mean, there was a lady like hanging out of her car yeah, window. Yeah, there were a ha- lot of people. What hanging happened out their her? Car windows in
1: this movie, like that was the universal sign of you died in your car because you're right. Yeah, <laughs> but how did they die? What
2: What did the car do? Because no one. I mean, the cars did not attack anybody. Cars were on the side of the humans.
0: Apparently,
2: <laughs> well, I have a couple questions about the car. Why is the car that Connie? And Curtis are driving no problem whatsoever. So that's not possessed. Like, that's not really explained. And there's other vehicles that are used later uh, not explained. Super weird. I note side uh, music because I'm noting music all throughout. Just general rock riffs by (laughs) ACDC. And honestly, this is what I was trying to Shazam because I was like, I don't know these ACDC songs. They're super awesome. Again, this is what you get when you get super proficient and fun people playing music. Like, we don't need to write lyrics. We're just going to you know jam together, and some of this is going to be a score. Way to go. Um, <laughs> this is the best job ever. <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan, to give an opposite, which a uh, movie will probably never review on here because it's so awful... There's a movie called Roller Gator that we all watched. And no, we can't. We can't. No, I, I professionals can, yeah. have already riffed this movie. Yeah.
0: We can't go at it.
2: Oh, uh, they're not as professional as us. Um, <laughs> they raise
0: the standard. Yeah,
2: the score of the movie, and I'm not even joking. And it's not a long movie. It's like an hour and fifteen minutes. It's like super low budget, so it's even like shorter in time. Imagine, and this is not even a joke. Imagine you approach someone, probably. Who needs a job and money immediately? <laughs> and you're like, I want you to play a guitar on an acoustic guitar for an hour and 15 minutes and never stop. And that is the soundtrack to Roller Gator.
3: At no point in that movie is there not acoustic guitar. They line.
2: never edit it, it out. <laughs> <laughs> like people were like, "I'm going to go get a milkshake." Yeah, I'm going to see my dad too. It is literally an hour and fifteen minutes of someone playing. It doesn't stop when people talk. It doesn't
3: stop when someone's doing something it is it is constant that is keep playing it's fine never stop
2: that is not this movie thank god uh but But if it was i'd have been okay with it well yeah because it's super fun that's what i'm noting like you get someone in a group that's proficient like this is super fun like i am assuming even like someone who likes guitar some of this is probably like we could use it or not um but it's clearly a bunch of people having fun. So, I mean, it's it's just really cool. Well, and throughout the movie, it seemed, too, like there were points where it kind of got to a lull. And then all of a sudden, the guitar would pick up, and it would get much more exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last 30 minutes of this movie is like the greatest hits of ACDC. It's no more like rock riffs. It is, honest to God, uh-huh. like seven back-to-back songs. We also get an ice cream truck that's possessed. That's hunting down Deke. That's kind of fun for me. Yeah. Um, Oh, I, I kind of knew it on the side. It reminds me of, uh, if any of you guys played the game Twisted Metal. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sweet Tooth uh, tracking people down. So we go they're, back. They're making a movie out of that. I Are they? Well, they La- made
1: a, a show out of it. Oh, was it was a show? Lamar, okay, it's a Lamar, show. Lamar okay. and I watched I the bet.
2: first couple together. I thought it was okay, but at one point in time, Lamar and I were like, maybe we'll watch <laughs> this. And then we just thought about other options, and we're like,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, I watched an episode with you guys. It looked like
3: it was filmed with someone's phone. Like it just—it had that kind of like soap opera weird,
0: yeah. filming yeah.
3: quality to it. I, it, yeah, can, I don't I, know.
0: I, I'm hearing okay things about it. I might go back and finish it. I, it's, I, it's, it it's a it, short series, but yeah, we'll uh, from I just didn't want to continue it at that time. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, we get Duncan. <clears throat> excuse me. We get Duncan, who we learn is Deek's father. He's somewhat blinded and is trying to find his son. And he's like, I'm going to go out there and we're going to do this. This is bonkers. And he's just immediately. Oh, yes. I got to save my son. Don't do it. Yeah, he's trucks. dead. Yeah. Like he he's just straight up dead. Then the salesman, the Bible salesman, he goes apeshit and starts shouting at trucks.
3: Well, because one of the truck hits his car. Yeah. And then he says what might be my favorite line of the movie. What is it? You want to rock and roll with me, puss bag? Ah, uh,
2: <laughs> nice. Like, does he know he's
3: talking to an alien truck? Does he not
2: understand what's happening? He doesn't because they back him over and he flies out of his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that his shoes are still on the ground and he is yeeted uh, backwards into some ditch, which they then mm-hmm. devise a plan later to go get him.
3: Well,
1: they think he's dead, but yeah, later on he starts complaining.
2: Yeah. And he, it I, it, I it was the most
1: disappointing death of them all. Yeah. Uh, and it seemed like, and, Yeah, the shoes helped. When they panned back to the
2: shoes, and they were just sitting there underneath the truck, that was that was confirmation. (laughs) Ryan, you're like, all right, like this dude's death sucked, but I saw those sweet shoes. It's weird, like, yeah, the note, the trivia that Stephen King was coked up during this movie. It's coming off a little cross on some of these scenes, Mm -hmm. Um, because of how rad they are. That is one way to describe certain things. Bubba is scrambling to get on a CB and fails. Mm-hmm. Brett is checking in on the salesman um, but then sees what's happening and then she starts changing uh, right in front of Emilio Estevez and he's like why are you changing he's like she's like because I was in the car and he was a creep and I could smell him and now he's dead so that's when I change so next time you see Obviously. me in public and I'm just like changing on the street Um yeah. I just didn't like the smell of that salesman so take t- take, <laughs> that, take that world um I got trucks still rounding up. I have a lot of scattered notes here because again, it's almost the culmination of everyone. But she goes from
1: jeans and like a shirt and a jacket, you know, seemingly practical outfit, to like a mini skirt and a tank top. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd
0: she get that? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) if you're fighting
1: a bunch of machine monsters that you don't know what's going on and you're stuck in this truck
2: stop with a bunch of people,
1: but you want to look cute for the for the line
2: cook. Obviously, for that. So (laughs) you know. She kind of is dressed up, dressed up like the lead from a movie Mike and I have discussed we would be willing to do, Night of the Comet, like short skirt. But oh, that, yeah. makes sen- oh. that makes sense. Like, she's in that outfit because she was, like, out and about and was like, oh, shit, there's a zombie evasion. But I totally agree with Ryan. Like, yeah. you know, there's a bunch of you know, like weird trucks. You know what I need? Mini skirt. Miniskirt, yeah. Some boots, like, <laughs> just hanging out. Well, you never know what you're going
3: to get yourself into. So I was know, the
2: pretty night sure. Could go anyway. yeah, exactly. I was pretty sure it's demon possessed trucks and uh, mm-hmm. electronics. I was
1: thinking about this point that I was like, man, they're only like six hours in. How are they going to make eight days? <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah and she says somewhere to Emilio Estevez this yeah. like this knowledge she's like oh she figured it all out. She's like you know we're in the like the tail of a comet you know you know Ray M was flying by common <laughs> knowledge as yeah. as it does and being in the tail end like we only have 8 days and he's like yeah we, we how are we going to do this and i think that's sex scene too. That and is. She's like we'll get mm-hmm. through.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I was like uh, but I, I guess Yeah. Um, we also learn very quickly that Bubba, uh, who we have noted calls everyone Bubba, but Bubba Hendershot uh, has a nice little uh, supply of arms. Oh, yeah.
3: He's like a black market arms dealer uh, uh, as well.
2: Apparently, he just you know he doesn't mention a
1: thing about it the entire time, and then right. just comes up and he's got a bazooka in his hand.
3: Yeah, as one does. <laughs> well, he has the bazooka in his hand because uh, Yardley Smith and Curtis come cruising in. Away, running away from, was it the ice cream truck? I wrote
2: Connie non-stop yelling.
3: Yeah, she's yelling. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's when he has the bazooka to, to nuke uh, whatever truck is chasing him. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: And they're yeah. just standing on the outside of the ring of trucks and yeah. they're like, we're going to go. For we it.
3: can just gun it
2: through the middle. Yeah. Yeah. This is, again, this is like the weirdest thing. Curtis is all or nothing. I <laughs> love this guy's diehard. Die, yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> this diehard attitude of like, no, I know. There's going to be an opening in the circle, and that's when we go. She's like, are you crazy? He's like, we'll do it. I'm like, oh, my God. I, Curtis, I believe in you. Yeah. <laughs> you married down, Curtis. She married up. Like, yeah. She does not believe in you.
0: It was around this time that I was trying to do research while watching this movie, and I had no idea at this time who directed this movie. Are you I'm like, to... I knew who wrote it, okay. and I'm like, who the hell directed yeah. it? What that goes on, like, and... And <laughs> Oh, no wonder why all these scenes are like just what the fuck ever. And... I was losing interest in the movie knowing that. I'm like, if he's just going to fuck around and do this, I don't know. But then scenes like this kind of brought it back for me a little. It's just like, hmm, Curtis, he's a character I can probably keep on. I love Curtis. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We also get classic dialogue from Brett. Oh, is this high- where
0: She says the name of the movie high-
2: highlighting her backstory. And Mike is correct. I was a hitcher. I'm going, you know, to blank and blank. I don't remember where she's going. I think she's going to Florida and she's like, that got derailed before every machine went maximum. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, 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 that did it for me. Um, yeah. I knew I was in this movie one way or another. I, yeah, I only like movies where they say the How name of the movie. In there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And hey, guess what? We get a cut right back to Deke. Be- baseball kid still going around. I do like some of his scenes. Deke, so this, this is fun. So Lamar just was like, I didn't know who directed this movie. All of Deke's scenes, if I just saw Deke's situation like out of this movie, I would have been like, was this a scene cut from The Stand? Like it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. It is end of days. It is Stephen King. Like I like, like I do feel if there's like direction that should be notable it's what deke's going through because i do like there's a plane flying but it's pl- flying erratically he's hiding oh, in the bushes that. um yeah like everyone's dead i know some things are goofy like the sprinklers are trying to attack him, but like overarchingly like this is super the stand and i, I definitely mm. see the correlation of stephen king writing that but i, like like, I know that i've DC's. got the note in
1: here for later on it's it's a spoiler for towards the end of the movie but you mentioned the plane i I love planes and I saw the plane fly I was like ah the plane's just flying it's hunting for people he's looking for Deke mm-hmm. do you notice later on at yeah, the end of the movie the they're leaving planes nose down in <laughs> yeah. a school bus Heard full of, of kids oh really oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't notice like, that
1: like he was hunting around and it found a target it was like I'm killing all those kids <laughs> I like that I'm laughing about that like <laughs> ah that's stupid
3: <laughs> well I mean it's not
0: watermelons it's kids and a steamroller <laughs> the yeah. ball I agree with you with all those Deke scenes and the ones where he's riding on the bike just I love those scenes yeah
2: I mean, it's probably a huge point for me, too, is the nostalgia. Like, I saw this as a kid. I looked up how old Deke was. He was about probably uh, 14 when this was released as my guest, 13 when it was filmed. I probably saw it when I was, like, 8, 9, 10. So, I definitely would have related to this right. I,
1: I can live. If that kid can live, I can live. Yeah. yeah like, I got this. I,
2: I played baseball. He, I had a bike. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I had that. watermelons. <laughs> did you have too many watermelons? Lamar,
2: all the dead children in this movie, when I talk to my therapist, I'm just like, they're watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> they're watermelons now and were they before. <laughs> and then you found out my therapist's sixth sense is really a ghost the whole time. Uh, <laughs> so, but, but it was, it was damn a ghost of people. Terrible, um, did I skip over? Oh, yeah. No, we talked. I was, I was wanting to make sure that Deke's dad is dead. I want to note that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Deke does not know that. And the tact of how this is brought up soon is, is pretty weird, but yeah, there's like these, the plane flying, yeah, Ryan, I did not catch that at all. Um, that's awesome. Uh, sad that it's a bunch of dead children, but well, I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> I then note again, more general rock riffs from ACDC. I'm kind of glad I noted all these tracks. I did it a little differently when sometimes I note like songs. I'm like, Oh, something that stuck out of my mind, but knowing almost, I think it was like all, but like one or two tracks was ACDC. dc I like noting, like, when it's them generally probably improvising and just, like, jamming versus, like, their notable songs. Because we're still kind of in the riff areas. And I think that's the, we're getting together. We're going to the Dixie Boy. Uh, but then once we're at the Dixie Boy, it's the best of ACDC. <laughs> and the sun sets and Brett and Bill have uh, sex. Again. Uh, yeah, again. Yeah. I mean, and then,
3: yeah. then the waitress starts to freak out. Well,
2: I do want to note oh. that, that uh, Brett says, you sure make love like a hero. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think all four of us know what that feeling is like. So that's the core. <laughs> <laughs> that when it's you want a standard to aspire to. Yeah. when yes, you want to make is. love to a hero, just listen to our soothing voices and our examination of films, because. We did it in your ears. Right. (laughs) I mean, I I assume
3: most of our listeners use this as background when they're making love.
2: And that is when Brett reveals after sex. Like, as you do, you have sex and Brett drops the bomb of like, you know, we're in Ray, Ray M's like tail and, and Bill's like, no shit.
0: (laughs) This was the worst post sex story snuggling scene no
2: because also they come up with this plan he's like i'm gonna go to haven and get a sailboat and Mm -hmm. we're gonna go (sighs) to a place (sighs) that doesn't have automotive (laughs) vehicles but also i want to note something um Okay, so there's not going to be trucks and stuff, but like I bet the place you're going to has technology to some sort. An like, electric knife, maybe toaster right. ovens, yeah, like anything, yeah, like, like big lighters might be right. coming to life. I even the boats
0: they use, I don't mean to oh. give it away, but even they had electronics in it. That that, that I, I, sailboat I, 100% has a motor. Absolutely, Absolutely yeah.
1: <laughs> well, <there's laughs> I was wondering the same. Yeah. thing. you're
2: not just like sailing it backwards it's, out it of It falls a into the spot. same
1: category as the cars.
2: Yeah. yeah. So that I is see. correct. So at the end, there is going to be a sailboat that clearly has a motor but in his fantasy I Emilio mean, is like we're going to get on a sailboat. He's like do you know how to boat? She's like sure do. I'm like yeah. alright. Oh, she's like <laughs> I,
3: I sailed a Hobie cat once I think she said.
2: Yeah and then um all of a sudden he's like yeah we're going to get on a, 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 I imagine like I don't know like what kind of sailboat am I thinking like one for like a two year old that puts in their bath like it's just <laughs> like you sit in a boat with one sail like that's how he's describing it right. but at the end of the movie it is absolutely none of those things. But, mm. hey, guess what? We now got real ACDC songs. Sink the Pink, ACDC, <laughs> blaring. It's in the night... And as Mike, I think, was noting, Wanda June freaks the shit out. Yeah. We made you. Ooh, yeah, what the fuck's she, with That her. becomes her mantra yeah. throughout oh, for the for like film. the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah, it was, we made you, and you don't understand.
1: You yeah. <laughs> just don't get it, guys. We made you. She was definitely trying to speak to the who
2: made who. Nice. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. oh hey. Oh, my goodness. Wow, well, that all ties in, yeah. Running outside, and here's what's interesting. The truck almost plows her down but stops at the front door. <laughs> why? No idea. There's no rhyme or reason why these trucks are stopping, um, but they just will not come. They have to be invited like vampires. That's the story. Well, you watch
1: a horror movie, right? There's always rules to the horror movie. Yeah. And in this one, on day one, you can't crash into the truck stop. <laughs> right. I thought that was just a rule you couldn't. So I was like, oh, yeah, they can sleep in there. They're safe. They're not going to crash in the truck stop. It's fine.
0: That's what I thought, too. They were setting the rules. Right,
2: and- Exactly. While all this is happening, and I'm probably gonna leave this to another quick break for us, so we uh, have some more samples. Um, everyone else in the diner or the, like the truck stop diner section just sitting around drinking. There, was, like there's was like a scene where there's like Wanda June's like, you like, what did she say? Like, we made you. Oh, you're, like, you understand? People were just like this. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, know, that's old Wanda June just going nuts. And boom, right again. Check this. Switches right up to ACDC. right on. This is going to be a trend now throughout this movie where we get these clumps of ACDC songs, which I totally love. And I guess maybe before we take a very, very quick break again, um, I will note that we hear just these weird screams and we find out it's the Bible salesman (laughs) and he's alive. Do you guys remember these screams at all? Yeah, Yeah, no, I was getting like a
1: a very... uh, uh, Austin Powers sort of thing. (laughs) Help me. I'm very badly (laughs) burned. Uh, 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 (laughs) That sort of a thing. (laughs) Get over here.
2: Uh, And we see that the Bible salesman is alive. And this is interesting because also Deke has made it to the Dixie boy, but I don't blame him for not taking the Curtis route where Curtis is like, when there's a break in the circle, I'm going in. Deke ditches his bike and he goes through a pipe that is, Some kind of drain pipe from like the shower area. I don't blame him. I don't care how gross this is. There are trucks that are alive, whatever. So this kid's like going through. At the same time, Bill and Curtis go outside to try to help him. And this is one of the notes that I had again that Curtis at all points in time is like, there's a man who needs help. Like, we got to go. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if there is one hero of this movie, it's Curtis start to finish. I would say Bill is more who Curtis should have been. Like, I will help you. I'll do stuff. I also like Curtis is like cracking wise while in peril. This would have been me at every point in time. Like, like there are trucks alive. Do you think I'm not going to make a joke about this? Like, I know we're about to die, but mm-hmm. you two, especially yeah. knowing me, like, do you think I'm going to be like, Oh no, we're gonna die. <laughs> well, exactly. I think Curtis
3: is actually enjoying himself. He's got his like his tie on as a headband.
2: I wrote their now BFS. Yeah, and he's got, <laughs> he's got like a huge gun
3: that he stole from Bubba's armory.
2: Yeah. And I wrote, he's just ready to part. Bro, they're going through a pipe and there's a little time for Tom Foolery. Yeah. And boom, there's new AC D C song, Fuller. uh for those about to rock. We, we salute, salute you. you. Yeah. That's my
0: favorite A C D C song. That's an
2: awesome song. And that- it
0: cut in at the right time because that's mm-hmm. when uh Bill and um Curtis were preparing to go down they're, into the hole. Yep, and, and, the, like the, and they were about the rock.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and for what was that they went to. into? When
1: they there was like the
0: it, hole in the in the a, armory, right? Yeah, were, I the, think it connects to the storm drain that uh,
2: Deke was. So, but it was like made to. out
1: of it was make, made out of uh, two by fours. So, yeah, so, right.
2: Yeah. It was so, like a two by four so tunnel. A, so across with, from the Dixie Boy, I think there's like a shower unit, and then they took out like a sewer top. Which then leads to that 2 by 4 <laughs> cavern yes. Which then leads to Deep A sheet thin <laughs> Aluminum tube It's a
0: drain pipe that's right underneath the highway I don't <laughs> know how to build saying, anything But I think no. I could have built that like, I, like
2: The whole time I was like This is going to collapse <laughs> well, Who built this? And it
0: wasn't even that Deep under the highway, those trucks were driving directly over yeah. <laughs> it. Was
2: yeah, crazy. so I think we, before we leave off for another uh, quick break, it would be Deek. We see Deek meets up with the salesman, and this is really funny for me because he thinks the salesman's dead. And I wrote the salesman is super dead, and then all of a sudden he's back, and he's like, "Help me!" And the kid goes, "How?" And then he said, "If you don't help me, I'm gonna kill you." <laughs>
0: and,
2: and then so, hear me out. I don't know if I have enough notes for this. Uh, Curtis and Bill pop out of the pipe that Deke was kind of near. They pull Deke in, and the truck comes after them. I am assuming the truck ran over the Bible salesman, but I don't think we ever saw that. Am I wrong on no. this? Nope. So, that guy might technically, for now, still be alive. Well, they said... It. Like they
3: pulled him they pulled Deke off of the salesman. And Curtis
2: is like, that dude's pretty much dead. Pretty much pretty much dead. Yeah, he's mostly dead. Well, I think it was more for Deke's purposes is we can't go back or we'll all die. But essentially he might not be dead, but that guy is as good as he's gonna be dead, dead, yeah. Right. But I don't know. Well and then the truck
3: then the truck fucking crushes the culvert that they're climbing through or whatever.
2: But the salesman still might be alive. Let's if let's the, pres- let's presume true. he's not. he got better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm getting better. He was a shit bag. I hope he's still alive. He's in a lot of pain. Yeah, and I'm assuming like at least twenty bones are broken. Nah. More than twenty probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, and then I was let's do this one little snippet. This will be our little cliffhanger. So Bill uh Bill has a little side talk with Deke, and Deke's like, Hey, how's my dad? And <laughs> B- and Bill doesn't say anything. But, and I know, without words, uh, he highlights that Duncan, his dad, is not doing okay. Mm -hmm. And I I will admittedly say this. Okay, we might need to get through the pipe, up this rope, out of the shower, and maybe this is not the time to talk about it. But uh, immediately, you probably want to say, your dad who you came to see is dead, Um, but he doesn't. And they dance around this fact. And how we'll leave off is Bubba breaks the news. Uh, he got scrubbed, <laughs> 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 and uh and everyone's like, "Wow, Bubba, you're you're such a shit bag." She was the Bubba first nice one to be like, yeah. Yeah. "Was that Brett's line?" She was
1: like, "Nice tag." Yes, yeah. yes, that was totally her comment. <laughs> yeah.
2: And and my first thought is, okay, clearly there's some background where Deke knows Bill. My first priority, I mean, how old do you think Bill is? Like early twenties in this. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. My first thought is. Come on, they're both kind of younger. I mean, this kid's thirteen. Bill's like twenty. She's probably one of the younger people there. And clearly, Deke likes them. I can't imagine after getting through the the four by four labyrinth that uh, <laughs> I would immediately just be like, "I'm really sorry. I need to talk to you on your side, on the side." Like your dad died. A lot of people died. Like you've got to have that. But then, like, no, everyone's like, he's like, "Where's my dad?" Everyone's like, oh. Yeah, like record scratch. Someone's like loosening the tie, like uh. And then yeah, Bubba, like you got scrubbed or he got scrubbed. Um, well, we'll leave off. We'll tell you some beers that we're having when we come back. So uh, I hope you're drinking, and I hope you're drinking from fiction. So yeah, there we go. There it is. Always. <laughs> All right, we're back with another beer, and so Ryan, I, I actually, I think I'm gonna throw this up. I think it's my favorite of the three, <laughs> and it, I was, I'm really surprised about the chili. In this. So, yeah, could you tell us about mm-hmm. the beer we're having now?
1: Uh, we just
2: sampled our
1: Nico, which is a Japanese rice ale with Yuzu Koshu, which is a Japanese spice made out of chili peppers and Yuzu and citric acid. Um, we mimicked that by just using Yuzu and chili peppers. But uh, we brewed a Japanese rice ale that's about 30% uh, rice in that beer. Uh, real simple blonde base so you could showcase the fruit and the chilies in it so the chilies were the tough part it they they always are anytime you do a chili pier because you don't want to have too much nobody'll be able to drink more than one but it's got to be there otherwise people are like there's no chilies in this so we um we steep our chilies in it like right before packaging and we basically as soon as we taste it and it's that's that's the right amount of chili then we pull them out and throw it through packaging all right so yeah but this uh this was a fun beer that we threw together really really quickly last uh july because my my wife and taproom manager decided they wanted to do a cat adoption event so we had to have a cat beer so this is one of those things where i go to the brew house and say guys we had a schedule and we're throwing that out the window because we have to fit a cat beer in so um (laughs) here's the recipe and good luck and uh, it came out great. Actually, one of
2: one of my favorite beers from the summer. Yeah, I, the, the chili is awesome in it. Like, I'm not just saying this. Like, the chili is, I still feel it on my lips. And it's not overpowering. So, I mean, like, whoever, like, really dialed in, like, the, the spice level. Uh, yeah, this, that, this that is That was our brewers.
1: Point. I'm not allowed to play with spice because <laughs> I, I have... <sighs> Uh, if it doesn't make me cry, it's not spicy enough. Typically, oh, is, is a motto. Uh, and so when I taste things that are spicy, I don't, I don't get the spice. I mean, this is a pleasant
0: spice. Like, on I, this. I, I have a,
1: I've, I, I have a day job where I develop things, and one of the things I did recently was a. a like a Mexican style candy mm. uh, with jalapenos and habaneros. And then I did a ghost pepper one. So I was eating like raw ghost pepper oh for my days God. on Ooh. end. Oh my God. <laughs> and like literally when you're getting off topic, but you literally you have this ghost pepper and you, when you eat raw ghost pepper like that, enough of it, like it's hot, but it, it makes you feel like you are high. I mean, it's like, Oh, like, yeah. oh man, like it hits you for about 35, 40 seconds. And you, you're like, Whoa, I am floating. Uh, it's really a unique experience. So, to so that- all the kids out there.
2: Yeah, with eating that many ghost peppers, <laughs> did you just have like immunity for like a month where you're like, oh, it absolutely. Doesn't- yeah. Like spice
1: would not touch me. Yeah, I, I, the month when I was doing that development, uh, I definitely ate ghost peppers. Every single day, so like, yeah. started my morning at nine a.m. eating ghost pepper candy. I can't
2: even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> no. Lamar and I met like working together, and I was working in a kitchen at this point in time. And I'm just relating this that at the, I, I'm such a wimp now that I'm like, oh, I need like oven mitts for. I mean, not that I shouldn't wear oven mitts, but I need it for everything. But when I was working in a kitchen for years, I'm just pulling like potatoes out of ovens. People were like, oh my god, I'm oh, like, yeah. I feel <laughs> nothing, <laughs> and people were like, oh geez, like yeah, it just calluses up. Uh, yeah, this this beer is awesome. Um, definitely check this one out. Uh, I know you're saying you're just eating all these ghost peppers. Do you feel the chili in this at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I get it. It's,
1: it sits right there on your tongue in the back of your throat. It, it's a very pleasant beer. Yeah, it's it's totally, not overpowering.
0: This is pleasant spice right in the back of your throat, yeah. like you described. You're perfect at describing these beers, man. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. like you say. This is one we like to uh, we like to take as beer shots at the brewery with staff.
1: I,
2: <laughs> I can see that, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. This is fantastic. As fantastic <laughs> as your father getting scrubbed <laughs> where we left off. <laughs> what? And, and then we just see a bunch of scenes of, you know, the machines are still doing things. They're driving around the highways. The trucks are still I- circling the Dixie boy.
1: I was literally sitting there going, when are they going to run out? This is great. They're just going to run out of gas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, then, and then nobody will have to worry anymore. But
2: the sh- the machines know too much. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the str- the the trucks start tearing up the area. Uh, you don't really know why. Uh, Bubba's still shooting rockets, you know, <laughs> as as you do. But then, I don't even know what kind of vehicle this is. Uh, you know, I
3: have a lot of questions about this.
2: So this v- like GI Joe <laughs> play jeep rolls like I don't know what the, like scoot like little golf cart well like it looks like <laughs> like in old-timey
3: movies and like cartoons the thing yeah, on the train <laughs> yes! tracks that like you're you know, pumping both sides yeah that you have unchange. to crank back and forth it looks like that but with a gun on it <laughs> yes and it's just driving itself there uh it, it it comes teamed up with a bulldozer and unlimited ammo apparently uh, yeah, so much ammo and it's in charge it's super weird yeah this is the boss we found found the supervisor I
1: assume the trucks called in for the both the bulldozer and the gun right and that's what was sent
3: because they needed something to (laughs) menace the inside of the uh, (laughs) the Dixie boy um, and we get Wanda June freaking out again.
2: We made you. Oh, can't yep. you understand?
3: Mm-hmm. And they could, and immediately she gets shot by the guns.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Mike is correct. Um, I like this no nonsense machine mentality. And <laughs> yeah. if asked if I would join their team, I might because mm-hmm. when people step out of line, you get shot. Yeah. And well, actually, mm-hmm. she freaked out because
3: Bubba uh, shot a rocket at the bulldozer, and oh, he, yeah, got, he got he got mowed down. Yeah. Then Wanda June. We made you.
1: Yeah, Bubba's dead.
2: Wanda June's
3: dead.
1: Yeah. I actually thought Bubba's shot was really good. I was expecting the rocket to bounce off the blade. I thought that's what it was
2: going to do. And I I was like, oh, Bubba, no, no, no. But, you know, it landed. He got it. (laughs) And then, thank God, we have key member Deke on the scene. Because Keek is (laughs) is like, wait a minute. Those beeping sounds that that military machine is making, that's Mm Morse code. (laughs) I got a merit badge. I'll decode it. So, yeah, and he decodes it. And it's all about, like... We need gas, fill them up, no fear, all these <laughs> things. And yeah, this is just really bizarre. Like, Will I, not harm you. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, no one will be harmed. Give them fuel. Like, that's what's happening. But I also noticed uh, Deke's writing down the Morris Code, and they, they read it. They're like, oh, they just want fuel. And Deke is still writing stuff down. Like, he is straight up writing, like, a novella. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell he wrote, I have no idea. No, they, they never... Still- Yeah, they never look at it. They're not paying attention after the fuel thing. Yeah. We got it. We got it. Fuel. Mm. If these humans ever knew that if you just blew a whistle, it disarmed. I was like, cut cut the chatter. That's (laughs) That's probably what what, it said, but. What are the trucks trying to do? Like, they've been
3: driving around the Dixie stop for like a day and a half now. They run out of gas
2: and they just want more fuel. Well, you have one song that's going to lead them there, and it's It's Hell's Hell's Bells. Bells. (laughs) And now we get a nice little uh, uh, montage. Yeah, I was almost said collage montage of them filling it up.
1: But as that started, didn't it seem like uh, Brett and uh, Will, Bill, were uh, they could hear the bell like. Bong. Yeah. yeah. Yes. My, I wrote Bom. down I They look the other way. Like the hell's bells are all around them.
0: My notes, I wrote down <laughs> Bell's Play as ACDC's Hell's Bells mm-hmm. Play.
2: <laughs> Maybe this was like Stephen King's attempt at like a foray way into uh, direction for videos. Like, uh, like ACDC, now that we've gone this far, how about I just become a director? <laughs> Paul, I thought
0: 80% of this movie was just B roll for. 80s hairband music videos. Yeah, hell yeah. I was, was. just thinking ACDC and Dixie Stephen boy. King were just partnering up together and do it.
2: You just hang out with the Dixie Boy and chill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why uh, he built a Dixie Boy. Very quickly in this montage, uh, it just goes wrong. Everyone's super exhausted. I don't really understand this. So it seems like some of the trucks maybe have like a little compassion. Because they're like, hey, like beep beep, like move along, or we're gonna point the gun at you if you don't fill up stuff. Mm. But they have to know enough that like humans get tired, and that says like everyone now is super tired, and they're like they don't understand. <laughs> but well,
3: Emilio looks like he's been doing
2: hard labor for
3: all months. day, right?
2: <laughs> and, and also they just let him go. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna go. They're, the one guy's like, Are you gonna go lay down? And he's like, Yeah. And I assume he just goes have sex with Brett. Like they don't show it, but. In my heart, I yeah, know that happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was that was super weird. So Bill's exhausted. He goes to lay down. And then uh, he starts talking crazy talk. I have notes like, the earth is just a dirty house. And you know, with green walls and these trucks are the brooms. You don't understand? It's an interstellar house and they're the cleaners. They're the broom. They're the broom. I'm like, stop talking. <laughs> stop talking right now. Um, but he says all those, things. I just wrote crazy talk and underline it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Bill tells one of the guys that they're going to run and they split up and the military truck shoots itself. Am I wrong in this? It like no, sp- no, he no. spins he, it. He drops he a grenade. grenade on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was writing that down and that is clearly <coughs> missing in my notes. Cause I wrote that he spins the gun and they run. I didn't see the grenade. Cause like, yeah, it was like, how- like was three like, seconds. He was like, <sharp>
1: It was a pretty, it, pretty They didn't thing, show yeah. him even like where he dropped it. It was just nice. like, it was just in his hand enough. and then it wasn't.
2: <laughs> I know how video games work. You get at the proxy. Exactly. <laughs> so now we get another night. And uh everyone is super, super tired and everyone's planning to escape. Um and then we get AC D C uh Shake Your Foundation. Yeah. This will be a little trend of A C D C coming up here pretty soon. That's true. It's foreshadowing. Yeah. And this is when they uh, try to escape and everyone just basically goes through that dirty pipe. That's how you Shawshank yourself out of here. Dirty yeah. pipes. <laughs> and this
0: movie's just coming down. But it was, now it's day here. two,
1: so
2: now the trucks
1: can break the rules. He, that yeah, Good, okay, good yeah. point, Ryan. That's true. Yeah, they've my, leveled
2: up a little my bit. My next note is they just get super angry and explode everything. Well, so. they've
1: got their
0: gas. They
2: they got all they need now. Yeah. They don't care. they are going to oh, take they're you out. They're bringing in construction trucks now, too. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to the marina, as you do. Uh, this Isn't this the end of... What's the one we're in the mall? Is it Dawn of the Dead where they all go to the mall? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then at the end, they go to the marina. <laughs> yeah. As you do. Just like this movie. Everyone's got to go to the marina. <laughs> How about that? I'm going to tell you this. If we're ever anywhere and there's something happening like this, and one of you are like, well, you we got to get to the Marina. You're on your own. Right, yeah, What are we going to like Chatfield Reservoir? Or
3: we're going to like go the 20 feet into the middle of it on a,
2: on a little cat. You can't get me. Yeah. <laughs> Suckers. This, this, so there's, there's a big split in me here. So as I said, like I really do like this movie and it's kind of disastrous, but I, I thought when we got to this scene, so they're now escaping the Dixie boy. And my thought is, what if just like the shenanigans of the Dixie boy were the first 20 to 30 minutes of this film. And now we're like trying to get out. And I think if this movie was a bigger budget and it was like them trying to walking dead themselves out of North Carolina to get to a Marina, I think this could have been like a crazy awesome film. Um, Just because you see some like more scenes, I mean, some of it's kind of crazy. Where they see like a fast food intercom and the speakers and the system, and it's like humans
1: are here, (laughs) humans (laughs) are here.
2: This is what. No, none of
3: those trucks had a speaker they could have talked through. They had to do Morse code, right?
2: They should have been doing this, like yeah, Yeah,
0: gas,
3: (laughs)
2: Route Forty Five. Humans, maybe, maybe they did. They
0: didn't have the AI to do that. Maybe, yeah, just the burger speaker box, not the trucks. Deke
1: finally got into it there, though.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Deke was tired of the shit.
1: But
2: this is super weird. So, this we now get the ice cream truck approaching, and Deke pulls out a gun and shoots it mm-hmm. and successfully takes down the ice cream truck. And Deke's like, I, <laughs> I don't I, want this thing. I'm done. Um, <laughs> cool, bro. Like, there's Did other trucks and like, things after us. Like, seems like you're a pretty good shot. We right, can like, use you for this. May, maybe just
3: hang on to the gun, even if you're emotionally over it. You never know what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, like, cool. I've got your back throughout this. Uh, Maybe uh, you want to pick up more than a stick because, P.S., it's a Mack truck coming towards us. Uh, I do find them funny as, as a lot of these guys are sneaking around with, like, machine guns and stuff. I'm like... In the greater scheme of things like maybe you could take down a Mack truck with a machine gun but there's seven Mack trucks and yeah. and then the reality is there's infinite Mack trucks so it's kind of crazy. Right. But we get the, we get the culmination of all of it. The Green Goblin truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, it's been following them this whole time.
1: It went away for a little bit after it got gas. It's like yeah. it went
2: it was like took a walk. It had like
3: an errand to run or <laughs> yeah. something, yeah.
2: It <laughs> took, took a little stroll over <laughs> yeah. the beach. It
1: wanted some some
3: some
2: alone time. Green Goblin wants fun too. <laughs>
0: I don't know what these trucks do in their spare time, but they just need their uh, alone time. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, the this is not really climatic at, at all. No, it is no. not. It, like, rolls up, and Bill takes out a rocket launcher and shoots it. But here here's, here's the climax. It takes, like, I swear to God, 45 seconds for anything to happen. So the rocket hits the truck, and it blows up, but you still see the truck. So, like, the rocket <laughs> is blown up on the truck, and you're like, okay, I swear to God, this thing was going to come after him again. It does not. Nope. It is. That's it was it. just like almost a full minute of film of us just watching the truck. And then <laughs> a secondary explosion happens. And that's it. That truck's gone. Mm-hmm. I have a theory. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I don't want, I want to hear it. Yeah. The the first hour of the movie, everything seemed to progress normally. Now A little choppy here and there. Mm-hmm. The last half an hour, it was like, What the fuck are we going to do with this thing? We gotta wrap this up somehow. We gotta get yeah. them somewhere, and I just—I don't know what we're gonna do. But I don't have the time to think about it. So, so
2: you're saying the cocaine ran out? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the cocaine, the money, the motivation—something ran out there, and they're like, "We just got, just gonna wrap this up." Yeah,
2: let's well, get,
3: I,
1: let's be done with this. The,
3: the text crawl at the end of the movie <laughs> highly <laughs> oh, yeah dictates no, we'll, that he we'll, ran yeah. out of ideas. Oh, yeah, yes. We'll get
2: there in a second. so. <laughs> everyone does get on the boat, and as Mike and Ryan told all of you earlier there's totally a motor on this, boat. what are you talking about? This is not just a sailboat from like 1900. Yeah, and there's also
1: like power boats
2: in the Marina there right. that could
1: have fired
3: up. and come Right. 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 They're all fine. Yeah. Everyone's super
2: fine. weird. We do get, uh, who made who again, ACDC mm-hmm. and they sail away and bill promises Deke, everything will be all right. Why he thinks that total lie. Uh, your dad's dead. Your dad's dead. We didn't really tell you. We don't know where we're going. Good luck. Um, Stop lying to this kid, damn it. And then as We're going Mike, to an island, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. And as Mike noted, we get some words on the screen. This is ape shit bananas. <laughs> Two days after a large UFO was destroyed in space by a Russian quote-unquote weather satellite that just happened to have nuclear missiles and laser cannons. I did find all of that very funny. Yeah. Um, oh, but, this but this is like,
3: Stephen King not giving a fuck anymore. Yeah.
2: So I'm like... So, six days later, Earth passes beyond the tail of Ray M. So, one, was this still happening even six days later? Two, a UFO? I do love all the jokes about, like, this Russian weather satellite, quote-unquote. They even put in quotes, like, it just happened to have it. Like, those Russians were sneaking something up in 86. But... A U what UFO? What are we doing? I thought it was the comet. We're just saying this in passing. Like, yeah, that comment wasn't a thing. It was also the UFO in the comment. Like, what the holy hell are you talking about? I'm Um, so
0: glad I didn't read that because I didn't. What? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? As soon as I saw the words pop up, I'm like, I'm done with this movie. (laughs) And then I saw the credits roll. I'm like, yeah, now I'm definitely done with this movie. I. Look to see if there was any extra credits or after scenes. Nothing. You didn't even uh, wait. And like, it ends, no. as Ryan already told you. You no. shook me all night
2: long. Classic.
0: Ah, yeah. Well, that is a classic. Well, yeah.
2: w- before we get into our final examination of this, as always, if you would like to reach out to us, please hit us up at rabbit troop sucks podcast at gmail.com. Go to rabbit troop sucks proper. Feel free to visit us, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Ryan, where could we direct anyone wanting to get Fiction Beer?
1: You find us online, fictionbeer.com, or come visit us at either of our locations. We've got our Denver location uh, on Colfax and Pontiac or down in Parker.
2: Ryan would really appreciate if you would approach him at some time and say, like, I've listened to the Rabbit Troop Sucks podcast. I want to talk about UFOs. I think my meat (laughs) car. Russian (laughs) satellites. Ryan likes all things, Russian satellites, UFOs, and possessed meat carvers. Come find me. Yeah. If you're into those things, that that's uh, awesome. I also want to note, Ryan, uh, I I wrote directly. I'm going to read this. Ryan, what do we drink during the end of days? If we're going to (laughs) fiction, and you're like, well, this is your last drink. What drink would that be? Me personally?
1: Yes. Oh, uh, it's going to be a very high end bourbon.
2: Yeah, well, you're you're amongst friends. In I'm right there with here. you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm what, sorry, I don't make that product. But but if it was a fiction beer to go with that high end bourbon,
1: Oh, well, it's going to be the Madame Psychosis. It's always the classic go to. All nice. so, right,
3: that's the that's the beer for the boat on the way to the Absolutely. island.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Right. You got That's that's what you're drinking as you're figuring out what the hell you're doing <laughs> next when you're lying to a kid about it. And you're wearing you if you the want. golf carts are going to come after you. Yeah, that's <laughs> true.
2: I'm going to go first in this. Uh, we can go in any order you want. I, I feel I've already noted. That's I just want to go first. I think this movie is a beautiful disaster. Mm. Um, so many things go wrong. In so many ways, this should not make sense. In so many ways, this should not work. But if you want to have a good time, this is definitely the movie you watch with some friends. You make fun of a little bit, but you have a really good time. And I'm not just overarchingly saying like this movie sucks. I'm saying... It's clear Stephen King was on cocaine. It's clear that there was some directionless directing going on. The story plot comes and goes. Um, like, Deke's story is so separated, as Lamar was saying. Like, you really love those parts. I do. It's just it's such a different vibe with his story. But I love it. Like, the, the idea that there's, like, a robotic, essentially, or machine uprising. I mean, this is on par with Terminator in ways, just clearly not the budget. Um, but this is a lot of fun. Like, what would you do? Um, again, I am just on team Curtis. Curtis is the real hero. Emilio Estevez fills a couple trucks, has sex and mouths off to Bubba. Like, I don't really know what's going on, but, uh, I, I wouldn't have any, any other way. Thanks for being our three Pete, Emilio Estevez. Mike, you want to go?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I, yeah, this movie's fun. I, I've seen this movie before. I like it a lot. I, I don't like Stephen King's books a ton. I'll admit they're mostly too long and I don't really like how he writes, but I generally like Stephen King's like movies, even the weird ones.
2: Uh,
3: yeah, th- I, I think he should have directed more movies.
2: I do think he should direct. To, to
3: what the, your your trivia quote from earlier? Like, I think I think the cocaine was a, a selling point for me in this movie, <laughs> and I, I would have liked to see the a, a follow up. But... So you're
2: saying he should just get paid in cocaine and we'll. we'll, we'll or up yeah. the
3: cocaine budget. Yeah, they, they definitely could have way? used a big, not a bigger budget for the filming. But for the cocaine.
2: I also want to make a really quick note. I know I said I'd already note my thing, but like Mike highlighted, this movie's fun, and I said the same. And that was the huge thing. I I was actually nervous that if Ryan came on and we like didn't see because one of the options was a movie we had not seen, and my nervousness would be like like a really solemn film, and we're just like yeah, and then like that guy does cool. How's the beer? I don't know, man. Like that dude's dead, and his like daughter's dead. Like dope. Like, I did not want that vibe for, for tonight. <laughs> I don't
3: know what movie that was. One of the movies you suggested, I really want to do just because it'll piss Paul off.
2: Oh, but he you know, But we'll, he won't do we'll, it. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk about that off, off air. <laughs> okay. that, Lamar is on my camp with that. Lamar, don't you worry. We're oh, never okay. doing it. We're never doing it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't
0: wait to hear this off the record. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Lamar, what, 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 uh, what did you think of uh, Maximum Overdrive? Was uh, it Maximum?
0: Uh, it was minimum for me. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, Minimum <laughs> underdrive is that minimum underdrive would have been good. <laughs> okay, wow. uh, You did mention something, Mike, that maybe Stephen King, maybe he probably could have directed more films. Um, this would have been a good starter film for him. But if another film. Eddie directed. Would it look like this? I don't think he has the chops for it. So,
2: so you are okay, like overall. Even though you're saying this is lackluster for you, the direction of this film, the direction is just, it feels like a good start because this is his a, only film. It's yeah. a
0: the seeds are there. You can see that he wants. He has a vision. What he wants a movie to look like. And in his head, he wants to get his hands on instead of all these other directors that chop up his shit.
2: Just for my own purposes, can I get you uh, to say you want Stephen King's seed on air? Please don't. (laughs) Don't make me say that. I'm just going to use these things for my own purpose. Maybe a ringtone that I create. I don't know. You can do
0: that on your own. But uh, he doesn't have the acting chops. I don't see it in him
2: like the direct, the directing job
0: the directing job yeah, and i was like
2: cuz 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 this cameo at the as atm guy was, was pretty sad. <laughs> sub- hey that, that was pretty good. nice i just loved
1: that the uh, atm was calling him an asshole yeah. <laughs> you're
2: the asshole who started all this it's cuz he's trying to get more cocaine money and they're right. like, jesus <laughs> but
0: i, I won't uh, disagree with you guys that it was a fun movie to watch. It was hard to review for me, I think is well, what it was. How do
2: you settle with uh, ACDC being uh, the soundtrack? That was a good choice. Awesome. Uh mm-hmm. That
0: actually tied it all in together for me. There were scenes oh, in this yeah. movie where I was like, this movie just sucks. And then, <laughs> for those about the rock, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. It gets <laughs> you right again. back in. Yeah. If nice. you feel like you're in a lull in watching this movie, ACDC will pull you right back oh, yeah. in. And there's some scenes that it's not all bad movie there's some good scenes in here um stephen king can do a pretty good job sometimes with directing
2: i'm glad to hear at least on the soundtrack end because i i yes i I understand like if someone doesn't like acdc probably again not the movie for you but if you like acdc at all uh the soundtrack is a plus i mean it's so fun absolutely and and that's definitely the balance of acdc it's not just like we're some metal like it's such a fun band. Like if you've ever seen a live performance of the ACDC, it just seems like everyone's having fun. Dude, AC. the minute I hear the opening riffs to an
3: ACDC song, I'm instantly like amped up. They are You're like, I'm going to drive a Mack truck with a Green Goblin. Right. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> no matter what I'm doing, what kind of mood I'm in, if I hear like the opening riff to AC/DC, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is going to be all right. They just, that that band always turns
1: me. And you always know it's them.
2: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. if you didn't know this, I'm going to teach you a little something about Mike. It's uh, the moment he hears ACDC, he immediately disrobes and pulls out Stephen King books. I mean, it's, it's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bizarre. And, so, and a, and, to each their own. And <laughs> a flask of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. I
3: have one in my back pocket right now.
2: Mm. Well, Ryan, you you picked this movie and you kind of noted it overall, but like, what's your overall synopsis? Like, clearly, I have to imagine you had fun, fun watching it.
1: I had a lot of fun watching it. I, my, I, I turned it on last night while I was uh, wrapping up my work, and and my bartender's like mopping and I'd throw on the movie. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna put this movie on instead. Of you getting to listen to music? Sorry about that. And then the ACDC comes on. And he's rocking out. Hell and yeah. He's mm-hmm. having fun sweeping up and stuff. Uh, but I'm just uh, and, you know, the first half an hour. I was I I was laughing the whole time that's why i wasn't sure if it should have been reclassified as a comedy or not and i didn't know if that was just because i was dark or uh uh you know time heals all wounds (laughs) in some regard with a with a with a horror movie like this
2: well noting you know thinking about the past i it's just weird i've seen this movie a number of times and i just always feel like all of these couples and all of these people, I just always remember them getting to the Dixie boy sooner in the movie, but it's really like the first 45 to 55 minutes is of the everybody film. everybody there. It's mm. crazy. And so I'm like, I don't even feel like I saw this movie all too long ago. And I was like, damn, it's still like 55 minutes and they're not all there. It's crazy. It
1: must've made an impression on me. Cause honestly, I haven't watched this since I rented it as a child at blockbuster. I, I saw it once then. And I saw it once last night. Uh, <laughs> I like shitty movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <fun. there> we <laughs> go. It is super fun. And I, if I could sit there and, and 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 laugh at it and have a good time and you know, even you know, make my own mystery science theater three thousand yes. comments <laughs> on it. Uh, it. it it came out good in the end. But yeah, towards the end it was just like, we don't know what we're doing, uh, we gotta wrap this shit up and we're gonna be done. So like the last thirty minutes I was a little disappointed in. But yeah. yeah, there were
2: a couple good scenes in there and, you, and the soundtrack helped at that point you, you yeah. didn't feel redemption when you read read, I would definitely want to underline that <laughs> a thousand times, you read dialogue that there just happened to be a UFO <laughs> am I wrong, did, did they mention at some point, was, was it maybe
1: Bill who was like, maybe it's just aliens or something, like somewhere yeah, I, I feel like so, I remember somebody someone...
2: was mentioned aliens and that was the only mention of aliens at all, and they were killed, so they were silenced, yeah <laughs> Uh, they signed the truth satellites. so i read in but one, i had a lot of fun i read in one piece of trivia that that weird golf cart military uh gun Chuck. Mm-hmm. it when it turns someone wrote and i was like i would need to watch this again that you hear an audible like grunt growl like Argh! yeah and you, and you could hear a growl a couple times and someone was like is, are the aliens invisible? Is that actually what's happening? And I was like, I guess that might be a thing, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't really get that at all. Like, no. I mean, but also I didn't ever thought this was alien involvement until oh, a UFO was you know shot. Exactly. Out by the he, what? Wait a minute! I thought it was the tail of the comet
1: that was doing magical things. <laughs>
3: right <Ray M? laughs> If if the aliens were invisible. I want to see the scene with the alien where he's wielding that fucking carving knife and stuff. <laughs> oh, so
2: that, that would be I awesome. Yeah. Like that one the gym. Pie
0: sucks. Nothing yeah. had happened
1: up until that point. That would make more sense to me overall though with the movie where some machines were just right. out to get somebody and some machines were like, yeah, we're not doing shit. Yeah. There, there's an
3: alien in the arcade throwing packs of cigarettes at, at That was what's the, his that name? was the kid alien. That was the alien who wanted to <laughs> Yeah.
2: Come. Mike, the real question is, do we call you Ray m from here (laughs) yeah intergalactic ray m over here i still like paladin mike i don't know if i could ever lose it oh Oh, man oh you have that
0: (laughs) damn that game ruined you
2: well let me throw this out (laughs) (laughs) uh next week we're coming at you with another super notable director and we're gonna look at 1989 shocker and written and directed by wes craven you're even going to meet, and Lamar's going to just treat you with a little trivia, you're going to meet Wes Craven's kids throughout oh, this film. Oh, so shit. you get the, the little Cravens, uh, the big Craven. Constant <laughs> Craven. I don't <laughs> know old, <laughs> old any of these kids are. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I really just w- want to say thank you. Thanks for being on. I hope you join us again. Like, I don't care, beer or not. Like, you <laughs> like films. You're with like-minded people. I'm kind of curious. Is there a movie uh, that now that I know there was a list that you sent us but now that you've like sat with us is there a movie you're like I think these guys and I should watch a blank film no but I'll think on it yeah. I love it
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I'll think on it I'll come up with something and I'll shoot, I'll shoot you an email we'll do it again
2: absolutely right. yeah I definitely yeah, thanks for having me yeah thanks uh, for thank you for here. bringing up yours
1: awesome.
0: and thank you
2: for being here, yeah, yeah, you guys are
1: most welcome. Uh, drinking beer and, and talking about fun things is uh, always, always on the top of my priority list. Yes. All right. Yes.
2: Yeah. Please visit <laughs> Fiction Beer. Um, please write us if you have any questions. Uh, reach out to Ryan. Reach out to the websites. And please be drinking Pumpkin and Oktoberfest all through October, uh, October, uh, as we will be doing as I'm stuttering <laughs> off into oblivion. <laughs> Join me in my stuttering uh, Mike, I don't know how to leave off super witty. I usually tell people we're like going to do it in their ear. <laughs> yeah, I don't
3: know. Instead of saying something gross, uh, can I do a quick plug? <laughs> oh, yeah, Mike, you do have a plug. I, do, right. I do have a quick plug. There yeah, t- uh, tomorrow night, tomorrow the 7th, October 7th, as of the day this airs, uh, come see my band, The Picture Tour. We're playing at the Enigma Bazaar tomorrow. Um, same, same deal as last time. Come say hi. I'll give you a shot glass, buy you a drink. Um, yeah, it'll be fun.
2: There and I, I, I will always make you the same deal. I will watch that happen yep. from the shadows. Paul will be
3: there, but don't talk to him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a vampire in the distance, acknowledge my presence without words. <laughs> he'll hiss, he'll hiss
3: at you and retreat into the shadows. <laughs> I'm not going to growl at anyone like a weird golf I cart said machine hiss. gun. I won't
2: I want hiss <laughs> at them like a scooter. <laughs> That's what I imagine scooters do to people. So. Yeah, they do well as always thanks for listening drink some beer enjoy Halloween good god it's the best season of the entire year watch a Halloween movie have fun you know as noted again we're going through a ton of fun films overall have fun reminisce eat some candy as always a rabbit troop sucks.